And you know what? Last week at International Day, it was amazing. What are you going to think I'm going to say? The food? The mayor? The flags? Asa was awesome. Had everybody in tears, I think. My daughter, who was away, had taken Bradley on holiday. She said she watched it on, on Facebook. And she said, Mom, she says, I could just see him like this. She says, when he walked so proud and so strong, he, she says, I started crying. I said, you and I don't know a few others. But, you know, we celebrated. And I, what I was going to say is, the biggest celebration for me was, you all came early. <laughs> Give yourself a hand. And I know some of you came because you were told, if you're going to bring food, bring it early. But you know, it was just so awesome to see this place full before quarter to 11 maybe. Come on guys, let's work on our earliness. Let's, let's honor God with our presence. Somebody said to me, why don't we pray beforehand? I said, who are you going to pray with? But what I'm saying is we celebrated. And we celebrated yesterday. And if my voice is like this, I tried to work out this morning why I had no voice. I thought, well, I, I didn't shout during the ceremony. In fact, people said I was very quiet yesterday. And then I realized, with all the noise, with all the music, I was shouting at the person next to me to have a conversation. So that's where my voice is. But it was just so precious. It's just so lovely to have you in church with your mom-in-law and your father-in-law. I don't know where Victor's gone. He's just gone. <laughs> but it was just such an honor to marry them yesterday, and it's always an honor. But anyway, let's get on with this. So we celebrated, and today there's a lot of people that are going around like this. And I understand there's some of you here that are tired, but the other half aren't tired because they weren't here. <laughs> so we've got to come every week with that celebration of joy in our hearts. It's important. I mean, look what God has done for us. You say, well, God hasn't done much for me. I'm going through a difficult time. He's done a lot for you. He, he orchestrated that you got saved. And you're going to heaven one day. Celebrate that, if nothing else. In Luke 10, 17 to 20, it says, The 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said to them, I saw Satan falling like a lightning flash from heaven. Behold, I give you authority and power to trample upon serpents and scorpions and physical and mental strength and ability over all the power that the enemy possesses, and nothing, say nothing, nothing. say nothing. 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 nothing, nothing shall in any way harm you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice at this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are enrolled in heaven. Amen. That's what we've got to rejoice at. Our names are enrolled in heaven. And you know what? I went to bed last night. I celebrated my birthday officiating 
a wedding. People say, what are you going to do now? I said, I'm at 11 o'clock, nothing. I'm going to bed. But, you know, I, I hurt my finger and I had to go and see the doctor and everything yesterday morning before the wedding. In fact, I sawed my finger. Anyway, when the, when the bridal party arrived in my office, little Cozy, who goes to our children's church, said to me, Pastor Les, you know how she talks, Pastor Les, has anybody prayed for you? I said, no. She said, can I pray for you? I said, yes, and she took my hand and she prayed for me. Our children's church, this is. Last night, I went in to say goodbye, goodnight to, to Bradley and massage his legs a bit because he's been playing a lot of rugby this week and he's very sore. And, and massage his leg. And he said to me, Grandma, can I pray for you before you go to bed? I said, yes, Bradley, you may. And both of them prayed the most awesome prayers. Our children's church. And you know what? I lay in bed last night and I thought, I am so blessed, so blessed for two little children to pray and pray an awesome prayer for me like that. You can just say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. So celebrate today. Celebrate with a joyful heart because God's got that formula of joy. Hallelujah. And it's hard. I know it's hard when things are going wrong, going wrong, going wrong. Very hard. But you know what? We've got to take a deep breath. As I always tell my grandson and a few other little children here when they're having a bit of a tantrum, take a deep breath. Take a step back and just say, I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to be joyful. I'm going to rejoice in my God. Amen. I'm not going to be happy just when we celebrate a wedding. I'm not going to be happy just when we have International Day. I mean, this place on International Day every single year, it never gets any smaller. Every single year, you walk in from here and you walk into this auditorium, you walk into this church, and there's a buzz. There is a buzz in the place. And that's how it should be every week. We should run up those stairs and practically knock the greeters over. We're so happy. <laughs> they knock you over, greeters, don't complain. We have disappointments. <coughs> we have betrayals. But instead of letting it work against you, God knows that you, he knows, and you know, he's given you the ability to turn that disappointment, to turn that betrayal, to turn that hurt into joy. Today, smile at somebody, turn to somebody and smile at that person. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm not going to be long today. The difference between happiness and joy is happiness depends on what's happens in your life. What happens in your life? If your life that day is good, you're happy. Oh, glory to God. Uh-uh. But joy is of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is, one of the fruit of the Spirit is joy. Joy, joy. If you're born again, that newborn spirit has joy. God's formula for that spirit is joy. 
It's joy. You know, I, I, I said about three weeks ago, we lost a very, very dear friend. And I know he went to heaven. He loved the Lord. He was always fighting with Pastor Zach to, speak, to sing the, uh, these old country western th songs. And Pastor Zach would fight with him and said, no, Don, not for today. But anyway, he went on to be with the Lord three weeks ago. And somebody said on, on Facebook to me, can you imagine the celebration when he met Mike? And, you know, him and Mike used to have such deep conversations because, as you know, Pastor Mike never backed down for anybody. And he'd come up with these, oh, funny things. And Pastor Mike would say, now, Don, sit down. We're going to learn about that. We're going to find out what it really means. It doesn't mean what you're saying. And I said to the, Joe, I said, you know, Joe, I can just see them having one of their deep ones. He says, oh, my goodness me. But you know what? That's the joy. When you lose somebody, you know. I mean, I could just see him and, and, and Joe and Don having a, one of their, their deep conversations. And you know, Don, <laughs> Don said somebody wrote a, a song for his, his father's funeral. He says, Pastor Les, I just didn't want to laugh when it happened, but I just had to laugh. I said, well, maybe God was, uh, was going to, he, he used it for a, a reason. And his father's name was Virgil. And he was also into the country and western thing. And the song he wrote was, Virgil's gone, gone to be with Jesus, Virgil's gone. <laughs> and in fact, when, when Don went, I said, Don's gone. <laughs> He's gone to be with Jesus. But you know, we can take joy in that. Joy that our loved ones, we will see them again one day. Amen? That inner joy, it's not happiness, it's a joy, a knowing. Nehemiah 8 verse 10 says, the joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. And you know, sometimes we are going through so much, we don't want to go through that joy. We don't want to walk in that joy. Well, it's a choice that you have. You either walk in it or you walk in, in absolute misery. And I'm not prepared to do that. Never in my life. Well, I do that. And if I ever do, Pastor Lucy, don't make my coffee in the morning. <laughs> so Proverbs 17, 22, a merry heart does good like medicine. It tells you it's like medicine. How many of you have been down and in the doldrums and you felt you start getting a few aches and pains here? But when you lift yourself up and you get that merry heart, you feel a lot better. It's like medicine. Like medicine, and I'd rather take that than one tablet three times a day. It says a merry heart it does good. Psalm 30 verse 5 says, Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Joy comes in the morning. Hallelujah. My darling pastor Isaac said to me yesterday, she, he says, you were very serious today. You know, that Pastor Isaac, for those who don't know, when we took over this church, my husband always had a smile on his face, no matter what. I said, somebody's going to hit you for that smile one day. 
But he, he stood up here one day and he said, Pastor Mike is always smiling. Always has a smile on his face. And Pastor Les, I was sitting there. Wow. <laughs> and I've never let him forget it. So when he came to me yesterday, he says, you were very serious today. And I thought, you know, Pastor Isaac, you don't know. I was trying to hold it all together. When my darling little son was crying, you don't like to see that. So you might weep for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Habakkuk 3, 17 and 18 says, Although the fig tree shall not blossom, and there is no fruit on the vines, Though the product of the olive fails and the field yields no food, though the flock cut, uh, is cut off from the fold and there is no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the victorious God of my salvation. Habakkuk says, it doesn't matter. It doesn't make any difference what you're going through. And believe me, I know some of you might be sitting there and say, you don't know what I'm going through. Been there, done that. Bought the t-shirt. Burnt it. <laughs> I do. It's hard. It's so hard when you're going through that. But you know what Habakkuk says? It doesn't make any difference what you're going through. Make up your mind. You are going to rejoice in the Lord. Not in sickness, not in trouble of any kind. Rejoice in your salvation. Rejoice in your salvation. You and I are going to live on. Our spirits are going to live on. And that is something to rejoice about. Amen? You can rejoice in the Lord no matter what. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego all bound up, heading for the fire, saying, hallelujah, God's going to get me out of this. Hallelujah. What would you say? All bound up. They're going to push you into that fiery furnace. Would you say hallelujah? I don't think so. I don't know, even know whether I would do that one. Hallelujah. But praise God. You're not be praising him because of the situation. I mean, if you were a leper watching your fingers fall off, looking at them. <laughs> watching your fingers fall off. Hallelujah, I nearly did. But you know what? You're not rejoicing in the fact that your feet are falling off, your fingers are falling off, your nose is falling off. That must have been terrible for women. A nose falling off. I mean, the men can handle it, but not the women. But you know, you're not rejoicing in that. You're rejoicing in the Lord of your salvation. <coughs> Hallelujah. Acts 16.25, and at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises to God. Not praising God because they were in jail, but praising God because they were coming out of jail. Amen? Amen? Don't praise God because of where you are. Praise God from where you're going to be. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. It's a good day. Oh, you know what? At that wedding yesterday, I was watching people. The dance between Victor and his mother. I was asking Pastor Wisdom, because Pastor Wisdom comes from the same country. What is it all about? And when he told me, oh, 
Such respect, such honor, such joy. Lovely. And you know what? Rejoice. And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, oh, this is wonderful. Oh, this is wonderful. Then I get back home and I'm tired. You know what? You just got to keep on rejoicing. Just keep that rejoicing within you. Keep that not happiness, rejoicing. The joy of the Lord. The 70 went out preaching Jesus and came back full of joy. And they said in Luke 10, 17, even the demons are subject to, unto us through your name. Luke 10, 19 says, I give you authority and power to trample upon serpents and scorpions and physical and mental strength and ability over all the power that the enemy possesses. I mean, that is an awesome thing. If we could just get that within us, that he's given us all power. All power. But we go through issues and we say, I can't do it. You're saying, you're absolutely coming against the power of God. Uh, Possesses and nothing shall in any way harm you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice at this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your name is enthroned, enthroned in heaven. Rejoice. The reasons for joy. One of the reasons we as Christians have that our names are written in heaven is because we will live forever. You say, you know what? Why do we have to go out and preach the gospel? Because there's people out there that need to get saved. The importance, we need to start getting an urgency about these people. And Mike, what was it that um, Norbert was saying? Norbert is not here today. What was it that Norbert was saying? Somebody saved somebody's life yesterday? Somebody that we, what, who was that? Somebody that was on the street and he came here. Somebody was on the street and he came here. I think one or two services, wasn't it? Uh, But yesterday, he saved somebody's life. Come on. You never know what uh, people coming into this meeting, you never know what it'll mean. He saved somebody's life. Glory to God. Don't ever look at somebody and say, oh, I don't know whether I could sit next to that person. You better sit next to that person. Because I'm telling you, and I've been saying this for a long time now, God is going to start bringing in people that don't smell too nice. (laughs) God's going to start bringing in people who don't look too good. But you know what? It's those people we've got to love. Amen? Hallelujah. And if you know... you don't, nobody knows this here of me. When I see something I don't like, or when I see something that's a little bit dirty, or I, you'll see my hands go like this. <laughs> and as soon as I can get to a bathroom, I'll wash them. You might say, she's got issues. No, I've always done that from a little girl. And my family will laugh at me, especially Pastor Mike. He'd say, there goes the hands again. Because we used to have some overcoming opportunities with people at our church in South Africa. So, we are heading for a land where there's no dying, no sighing, no death, no separation, real joy. And in Revelations 20, 13, it's talking about the Antichrist and the mark of the beast here. 
all, uh, and whoever was not found written in the Lamb's book of life. The book in heaven is the book of life. The Lamb's book of life. Who is the Lamb? Who is the Lamb? Jesus. Who is the Lamb? Jesus. That's better. Hallelujah. Jesus. John 1.29, Behold the Lamb of God which takes away the sin of the world. Jesus is the sacrificial Passover Lamb. John said, This is the Lamb. Who, told, who was telling me about a, a, a billboard yesterday up here? Please come and tell them. Now this is the importance. I want to, Mike, please. This is the importance of us getting off our rusty dusties, getting off our blessed assurance, and getting out there and making it happen and telling people. It doesn't matter if they never come in this church. I had people saying I've been out week after week after week and I never see them in this church. It doesn't matter. You've planted that seed and somebody will water it and somebody will reap it. But we need to get out and tell the people because you know what's coming into our town. Do you know what's coming to our town? Yesterday, so I didn't stop but there was a billboard outside the library. I can't remember it word for word, but it was, um, uh, do you, do, do you uh, realize that it was not God's plan for Jesus to die? And it was something about John the Baptist's problem. It was John the Baptist. <laughs> um, please come and discuss. We're having a, a, a prayer meeting and a Bible study meeting. Um, to discuss, so I don't know who it was. There wasn't a, a, a name of a particular organisation, but yeah, That's I would love coming. to. Did anybody else see it yesterday? No. That's what's coming into our town, and we're sitting here. We come to church on a Sunday, or we come to International Sunday, or we come to a beautiful wedding on Saturday, and we think this is all what it's about. No. People are coming into the town that's preaching against salvation, that's preaching against our God, and we need to do something. As much as they're doing it, we need to do it. Amen? Hallelujah. Acts 5.20. Go to the temple and take your stand. Tell the people everything that there is to say about this life. The question is, is your name is your name written in the Lamb's book of life? Is your name written in that book? We've got to be very, very careful, people, that we don't miss heaven. Hell is a very real place. My father used to say to me when I ministered to him, I'm going to hell where all my friends are. I said, Dad, do you realize where all your friends are you will be in solitary confinement. It's not a joke. And I managed to lead him to the Lord the day before he lost his mind. It, it was just such an honor for me after ministering to him for so long. And I know one day I will see him in heaven. So be careful that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Be careful. Revelation 20 verse 10 said, Then the devil who had led them astray, deceiving and seducing them, was hurled into the fiery lake of burning brimstone. You serve, 
You serve, you serve either the devil or Jesus. No in between. Somebody asked me, somebody asked the question the other day. If you are good, if you are a good person, if you do good things, will you still go to heaven if you haven't accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior? No. No. And there's no such thing as purgatory. So, deceiving and seducing them was hurled into the fiery lake of burning brimstone where the beast and the false prophets were, and they will be tormented day and night forever and ever and ever through the ages of ages of ages. The Bible is very clear. The Bible is very clear on that. Matthew seven thirteen. Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and spacious and broad is the way that leads away to destruction, and many are those who are entering through it. Many go there. Matthew 7, 14, but the gate is narrow, contracted by pressure, and the way is straightened and compressed that leads away to fire, and few are those who find it. Hallelujah. I am among those few. Are you among those few? Say, I am among those few. Hallelujah. Joy, joy, joy that my name, your name, is written in heaven. Give yourselves a hand and celebrate that. <laughs> Revelations 20, verse 11 in the message said, I saw a great white throne and the one enthroned. Nothing could stand before or against the presence. Nothing in heaven, nothing on earth. And then I saw all the dead, great and small, standing there. Hallelujah. Before the throne, and the books were opened, then another book was opened, the book of life, and the dead were judged by what was written in the books by the way they had lived. Each man and woman were judged by the way he or she had lived. Then death and hell were hurled into the lake of fire. This is the second death, the lake of fire. Anyone whose name was not found inscribed in the book of life was hurled into the lake of fire. I'm celebrating today. I'm full of joy today that my name is in that book. Amen? Hallelujah. Don't let the devil deceive you that you can live a life of iniquity that you, and, and you'll still go to heaven. Don't let him deceive you on that. Hallelujah. The world is very clear. Jesus says, I will never, ever, I never knew you. Hallelujah. We celebrated last week. We were full of joy. We need to keep that joy. We need to keep that joy. We need to keep that enthusiasm, that celebration spirit. Amen? Hallelujah. Glory, we're going to a land where there's no dying and there's no sighing. You can't, you can't hide from, the, from God. You can't. You know what? I used to say, it, it, it never ever ceased to amaze me. I'd see somebody smoking in the street and I'd walk past them and they'd do this. <laughs> or I'd see somebody doing what they shouldn't be doing and they'd hide from me or from my husband. You know what? You can't hide from God. God knows exactly what you're doing. And honestly, if you're smoking, you'll still go to heaven if you've ex- accepted Jesus. You might get there earlier, <laughs> but you will get there. 
But don't hide what you're doing from anybody. God knows. God sees every single thing we do. Amen? You can't, you, you can't hide when you're into drugs. You can't hide when you're into alcohol and you're trying to come here and be the big Christian. No. God knows. God knows what your thoughts are. God knows what you're doing. You can't hide from God. You maybe can hide from the pastor or the elders or the deacons, but not from God. When you stand before God, there is no hiding place. It's you and it's him. It's you and it's him. Let's stand. Can I have the musicians here, please? Hallelujah. 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 You can't hide from God. He's everywhere. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah.